Hello everybody, this is the audio version uh, having recorded uh, the uh, online broadcast today. I'm going to be talking over any of the clips that were there just for uh, a visual effect that you might not get otherwise. But I do hope that you'll enjoy what you're able to listen to and enter into that sense of worship and that God would indeed speak to you. Hope you've already prayed for that. Um, hope you continue to uh, pray for ourselves as we piece this together as well. We're going through a series of big statements of Jesus in his own words. And this week looking at, is he the one who makes a difference? This is the broadcast for the 7th of June, 2020. Trust that you'll enjoy. God bless. Hi, welcome to Painbury. My name's Roger and I'm the pastor of the church. Thanks for joining me on my walk to church today. You know, we, uh, we like to feel that we're living in an age and a, and a season where we are an enlightened people. It's a temptation to kind of look down with a degree of snobbery at those who've gone before us, generations that have gone before us. We are 21st century people. Surely there's been progress. Surely we're enlightened. That word enlightened means light and knowledge. But then we hear or we see, as some of us have, the events leading up to and after the tragic death of George Floyd. And we're horrified. Then there's the backlash, the protest, the the anger, the recriminations and the violent reaction that seem no different, if we're honest, to the murder of uh, civil rights activist Martin Luther King Jr. way back in 1968. Progress? You know, the eldest son of Martin Luther King Jr. is still alive and he was commenting earlier in the week saying that he felt that the police acted as jury, judge and executioner as one. It's kind of like a bit of a dark day for the people of Minneapolis. Also maybe for the people of America. Indeed, for people of the whole world. And it's against the backdrop to that that we're thinking this week about the one who said, I am the light of the world. But that darkness, you know, it's not just out there, is it? It's very much something that's in here. may well be that we've become immune to that or maybe almost desensitized to that. But we know, if we're honest, that it's still there, deep down. It's kind of like as if we need something outside of ourselves to help us deal with that kind of darkness. Back again to Martin Luther King. Junior. And he once said, you know, darkness can't drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Well, as we evaluate this week the claim of Jesus who said, I am the light of the world. Can he do that? Can he really do that? Is it possible that there's someone who can deal with the darkened hearts that are there within each of us, within our darkened world to bring about a true lasting change within each and every one of us. Those are deep questions. They're tough questions, but they're questions that are well worth asking. Thank you for joining us as we say welcome to Dorchester Community Church. Beach. Now, 
And maybe that's brought about something from within yourself as you've seen the crowds and you've seen the lack of social distancing that's made you feel very, very angry. Maybe what you've said has been angry words. Maybe some of the things that you've quoted, you wouldn't want anybody in the public to have heard exactly what you've said. Maybe you've expressed that desire that, well, I hope they get punished. Or maybe beyond that, you said, well, if they do get COVID-19, it serves them right. The spreaders have become known as the 10% that are apparently responsible for 80% of new COVID-19 cases. We could go on, couldn't we? And that's just over one issue. But where does that anger come from? You know, each of us have got our own form of darkness. It may well be a sense of depression that we're battling with. There may well be the torment of financial burden. It could well be a health issue. It could well be a sense of sudden loss or a relationship that's not right. Or it could well be maybe some torment of an inner fear that only you are aware of. I believe that we all carry our own form of darkness, however big or small. It's against that backdrop that today we're looking at this person who said, I am the light of the world. What did he mean? And can this really make a difference for you and me? That's what we're going to be exploring together. Well, before we go any further, and before we sing a song together, something a little bit lighter, on a lighter note, because not all darkness is major. It may well feel like it at the time, but some things that occur in our lives, even in our everyday lives, are kind of that sense of frustration uh, that builds up within through everyday occurrences that may well happen. Watch this clip. I'm sure it's going to put a smile on your face and you'll think, yeah, I can remember that happening to me and boy, was that frustrating. Take a look. So here's some of the frustrating clips that you're seeing. You go to a fried egg, but the yolk doesn't stay whole. You go to rip a slice of of paper out out of a notebook but it actually tears. You go to light a firework, but it just goes... You go to spread some butter, but it's too hard, so you break the bread. You go to eat some nice jam and uh, on a slice of bread, but you drop it and it lands face down. You tip some liquid out of a cup into a glass, but it pours all the way down the side of the, of the cup. You try to peel off the sellotape, but what happens? The tele- sellotape rips. You try to peel the price off of, off of some flowers and that doesn't work. That won't come off. You go to hammer in a nail, but the nail bends. You go to undo your shoelaces, but you get you get the, the, the knot caught. You go to eat some ketchup from a hot dog and lo and behold, the ketchup goes down your shirt. You go to use a pencil and the nib breaks. You put your spoon in a bowl of soup and you lose the spoon. You uncork a bottle of wine, but the cork breaks off. You go to zip up a coat, but the coat suddenly is not zipped very well. And you go to use the loo, and lo and behold, <gasps> there's no more loo So from roll. something to lighten, to something to brighten. This next piece has been put together by our worship group in collaboration with our community kids who are adding a lot of life to it. They're singing a song about the light of the world.
I'd been worrying for days just how on earth we were going to get the thing into the lounge in one piece. So I asked a few people if they would be able to assist me. Our near neighbour Nick Brown kindly agreed, and so did the can-do double glazing installers, who were also on site at the time, provided that they were still working on our house when the delivery arrived. Unfortunately, they finished their work by lunchtime on that day, and there was no sign of the granite delivery lorry. So the two fitters drove away in their van to go off to another job. Disappointed, Marie and I sat down in our caravan to eat our lunch. Twenty minutes later, the window fitter's van suddenly reappeared, and I assumed they'd forgotten some tools or something. Imagine my surprise when they opened the van doors, revealing our granite slab. They had met the head-on the delivery lorry, which was struggling to negotiate the narrow road near Nick and Michelle's house. They'd realised what lorry it was, and so they transferred the slab into the back of their van and turned around. The timing was perfect here. This was undoubtedly down to God's blessing and provision for us. Thirty seconds later and the window fitters would have been long gone. So, the stone was unloaded and the two fitters, Nick and myself, successfully manhandled the enormous lump into the lounge of the new house and we all breathed a huge sigh of relief. John, chapter 8, verses 12 to 30, from the Message Bible. Jesus once again addressed them, I am the light of the world. No one who follows me stumbles around in the darkness. I provide plenty of light to live in. The Pharisees objected. All we have is your word on this. We need more than this to go on. Jesus replied, You're right that you only have my word, but you can depend on it being true. I know where I've come from and where I go next. You don't know where I'm from or where I'm headed. You decide according to what you can see and touch. I don't make judgments like that. But even if I did, my judgment would be true because I wouldn't make it out of the narrowness of my experience, but in the largeness of the one who sent me, the Father. That fulfills the conditions set down in God's law that you can count on the testimony of two witnesses. And that is what you have. You have my word, and you have the word of the Father who sent me. They said, where is this so-called Father of yours? Jesus said, you're looking right at me, and you don't see me. How do you expect to see the Father? If you knew me, you would at the same time know the Father. He gave this speech in the treasury while teaching in the temple. No one arrested him because his time wasn't yet up. Then he went over the same ground again. I'm leaving and you are going to look for me, but you're missing God in this and are headed for a dead end. There is no way you can come with me. The Jews said, so is he going to kill himself? Is that what he means by you can't come with me? Jesus said, you're tied down to the mundane. I'm in touch with what is beyond your horizons. You live in terms of what you see and touch. I'm living on other terms. I told you that you were missing God in all this. You're at a dead end. If you won't believe who I, I am who I say I am, you're at the dead end of sins. You're missing God in your lives. They said to him, just who are you anyway? I have so many things to say that concern you, judgments to make that affect you, but you don't accept the trustworthiness of the one who commanded my words and acts. None of it matters. That is who you are questioning, not me, but the one who sent me. They still didn't get it, didn't realise that he was referring to the Father. So Jesus tried again. When you raise up the Son of Man, then you will know who I am, that I'm not making this up, but speaking only what the Father taught me. The one who sent me stays with me. He doesn't abandon me. He sees how much joy I take in pleasing him. When he put it in these terms, many people decided to believe. We respond to the light in different ways. Some people like that sense of brightness, some don't. Bit like the sun, some people like it, some people don't. The same, of course, is true of the person of Jesus. That passage that we've just had read to us, when we get to that closing uh, verse, we read there that as he was saying these things, many people believed in him, in verse 30. Now that's good news, because just a few verses earlier, in verse 24, he said these words, 
Unless you believe that I am he, literally, I am, then you will die in your sins. So here we have a picture of people passing from death to life. There's been a change of mindset somehow. They will no longer die eternally in their sins. Their wrongs will not be held against them. They'll be forgiven. That, as I said, is good news. Then after this life on earth, they will go to where Jesus has gone, to be with his Father. In other words, in heaven. Unlike others, of whom Jesus says in verse 21, where I am going, you cannot come. Now I want exactly the same to happen for people today, as happened for the people back in verse 30, that as he was saying these things, many people believed in him. What was it that ultimately brought about that change in people's thinking? It was actually Jesus' words that brought people to this faith in God, that brought about that faith response. He wasn't doing any miracles at this point. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 10 and verse 17 that faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of Christ. That can happen here, right now, if we're open to that, if we've asked for that and invited that. You may well start to hear a particular message, maybe as an unbeliever or an agnostic or someone who as yet has not made any particular commitment or not truly responded or understood. But maybe upon hearing towards the end of the message, then suddenly there's that click. You know what? I think I actually believe this stuff. It happened for them back then. It can happen for you. My hope is that we each hear God speak to us through this Jesus, through his words, and then we've got that opportunity to make our own response to him. We need the light to see God. At least seven times in this passage, Jesus points to the fact that he is from God the Father, that he speaks on the authority of God the Father, that he's going to God the Father and does nothing on his own. He claims, in other words, that his authority is not only to any only to any human origin, but rather to his relationship with this God the Father. What Dorchester Community Church is about is communicating that a relationship with God is possible. This passage makes it very clear that this comes about and can only come about through Jesus, his Son. He's the one who helps us to see. And that's why he is the light of the world. He's the one who invites people out of the darkness and into the light. He says back in verse 28, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am he. Again, the word he is not uh, there in the original. That's just to help ourselves grammatically in the English. So literally, he's saying, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am. I am being the name of God. It's a reference to him predicting his forthcoming death on the cross where he would die for your wrongdoing and mine. Remember our key verse from today. Chapter 8, verse 12. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. This is a life-changing verse. If we see it for what it is, if we see him for who he is. Light makes all the difference. Do you believe that he is God? If so, what are you doing about it? I'm going to suggest that we actually have a time of stillness, a time of quiet now, where we've each got an opportunity, maybe for 30 seconds or so, to just be still, to reflect on what these words may well mean to you and to me. And the 30 seconds will be just that. So pause where you are. Maybe bring whatever darkness it is that you're thinking of that's in your own mind to this God to see whether or not he's here. Maybe in that, that silence of 30 seconds to invite him in or to speak. Whatever is most appropriate for you. And then following that space, then Marie, one of our members here, is going to lead us in a time of prayer.
Let us pray. Psalm 150 verse 6 declares, Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Dear Father in heaven, thank you that you are always willing to hear us when we talk to you in prayer. You have compassion on us and understand our needs and what is good for us. You long to bless us with your love, joy, hope and peace. Thank you for the lovely summer sunshine that warms the earth and the rain which soaks the parched land and the fresh air we can't see or touch but we know it gives life and breath to every living thing. Dear God, we ask for your help in allowing families to be reunited with closer contact again. Parents long to embrace their children and their grandchildren. Families are desperate to see their children interact with their friends, cousins, aunties and uncles. Also, please bring company, phone calls, cards and messages to isolated and lonely people through family, friends and neighbours so that they feel cared for and thought of. We also pray for our government. Help them to make wise and informed decisions to protect our nation and bring healing to our land. May we show respect for their authority and follow the advice given to us. Please remove the scourge of this virus, which is causing so much grief, suffering, fear and division across the whole earth. In John 14, verse 27, you promised, My peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. In this uncertain moment in time that we are living today, be our protector and healer, our comforter and our hope for the future. Amen. Who the sun sets free. Oh, is free indeed. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. In my father's house, there's a place for me. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. That's the words of some of the words of the next song that we're going to be singing together, where the songwriter has clearly experienced the reality of what it means to know the light of the world, as to who he is and to who we can become. Sing your hearts out as we sing this song together, Who You Say I Am. i 
wonderful privilege to be a child of God. In the beginning, in the in the beginning, in the beginning, yeah, in the in in, uh, in the listen properly. In in the beginning, yeah, in 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 the beginning. Okay, so schools reopening. Well, schools are not reopening really. Most of them have been open throughout lockdown, haven't they? Teaching vulnerable children, staying open to teach children whose parents are indeed key workers. Well, this week, however, does mark the beginning, the beginning. You know what I'm trying to say. It does mark the beginning of more children coming back into school. Well, what's that like? We may well see that as a positive. From the children's perspective, they're able to see their friends and they miss their friends. So that's a real positive. We may well think this is a good thing because our children are back into the educational system once more. But what's it like in reality? What's it like for the staff in such schools? Mr P is a teacher with 10 years experience. And he's going to enable ourselves to see the light, as it were, as he gives us a taster of why teachers could really do with our prayers right now. Take a look at this, because this is their reality. I just need to spend a few minutes now explaining to you clearly exactly some of the changes that we've had to make and how school's going to be a little bit different, but it'll be absolutely fine. It'll be absolutely fine, but you just need to listen very, very carefully as I explain what's changing, why it's changing, why it's important, and how we're going to make sure we all stay safe. A few moments later. I hope that's explained exactly what we're going to need to do, how we're going to do it, why we've had to do it, so we'll be able to get on with our learning. Yes, what's the matter? Can, can we choose our own partners for the next lesson? Have you just not listen to anything I've, I've just said there. Yep. Where's all the equipment gone? Well, I did say before that, you know, we've had to move a few things around just to make sure our classroom is as safe as possible. Can I choose a friend to take the register? No, I just explained. Yeah, what's, what's up? Miss P, Miss P, it, it, does that mean that if I go to the toilet, then I, I have to wash my hands? Yeah, of course, you should be doing that anyway. Yeah. Mr P, Mr P, when's break time? We've only just started the day. It's not for a while yet. Why? I just, I just can't wait to play Corona Tag. No, 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 there's no tag. Corona Tag. No, listen, you've got to keep your distance. You can't go near each other at break time. Miss P, Miss P, me and Ben don't need to social distance because I was round at his house the other day and we were playing in his garden. Okay, okay, but in school you're just going to have to follow the guidelines. What's the matter? It's not fair. Why am I stuck here while my sister's at home doing nothing? Oh, don't worry, she'll be back soon enough, trust me. Mr P, I need to borrow a pencil. No, 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 you, you don't need to borrow a pencil because you've all got your own little pack of stationery. But I've, I've just lost it. I don't know where it is. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that clip as much as I did. I spoke to one of uh, our own members who teaches in a local school just this week. And they were saying that from the staff perspective, this is a, an incredibly stressful time. For reception staff particularly, because they're spending all of their time telling the children to go and sit back down or to stay in their seats. If children are struggling with things from a technical perspective, well, well, in theory, staff are not meant to get close enough to be able to then explain what it is that the child is needing to understand. And in terms of them sitting in their own bubble or so uh, far away from one another. Well, that's really difficult as well because some of the children then sitting so far away can't necessarily see what is going on on the board that's been previously prepared. And as for the very, very young social distancing, surely that is pretty impossible. Now, children being at home, of course, has meant more time that they've had with their parents. How have you got on? With that, 
If you're a child, how have you got on with your parents? And if you're a parent, how have you got on with your kids? Some parents have openly admitted they've really, really struggled with homeschooling. And it's even led some to question their own parenting. And if you feel that you're a bad parent, read this factoid. Outside's strange. All birdsong and silent streets. All changing here too. The kitchen table, dumping ground for toast crumbs and unpaid bills, is now a lockdown school for a six-year-old. Okay, it's still a mess, and the greatest lesson learned might be how to press Dad's buttons. But we've done stuff. Science with boiled eggs. Art that starts on paper, then makes its way across the plates. Adding up custard creams. One day we'll look back at this strange dream and I'll miss our stumbling education son when my inner teacher came alive. Effort, 10 out of 10. Results, 5. Okay, it's now time for some celebrations together. So, it looks as if the tin has been filled up. Oh, I could just smell this waft of chocolate here. So, some celebrations. Well, as we do some celebrations, and I'm sure there's been that shake of the tin, uh, the kids have quickly got round the camera to see what's going to be happening. But community kids, I hope that you're uh, clicking in with this because shortly Sarah is going to be sharing something with you. There's a message, there's also a little bit of fun in it, but also a challenge that she's setting for you for this week, maybe even this day. Who knows? Well, by way of celebrations, I've been meaning for the last few weeks to say that Liz Meach, shock of all shocks, has actually been stopped by the police. Why is it a celebration? Well, because Liz was so excited about it. Because the reason that she was stopped was she was out doing food share. So she had a justifiable reason for being out and was so proud of the fact that she could show her key worker uh, letter to say that it was totally okay for her to be out and about and apparently the police officer was really interested in the project as well. Of course the fact that we can be out and about just a little bit more now there's an opportunity for you to see some friends apparently up to about six Hope that you will continue to exercise caution if you uh, do that. And certainly if you're able to meet up with Roger and Nina, they are making sure that everybody keeps their social distancing. Hopefully you'll keep yours as well. Of course, as well as the social distancing socially, people at work have been doing that. And that, of course, includes driving instructors. And don't forget the competition that was set last week. Here's a quick reminder of David's uh, model railway. And the challenge, particularly for the younger viewers here, is to come up with a name for this train station on Pambury. Here's a quick reminder of David's model railway. Obviously, you can't see this, but this is indeed the model railway. Fantastic. Now, it's going to be over to Sarah. And while Sarah is explaining something about what we've been thinking about this week, I'm going to help myself to a chocolate. Over to you, Sarah. Mm. Hello. Today we're hearing about how Jesus said that he is the light of the world. And our Bible verse today says that people who follow Jesus won't walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. It's not easy to stay safe when you walk in the dark. If you can't see where you're going, you can't go in the right direction. You might walk into something or trip over something you might bump into somebody else. We need the light to make sure that we're going the right way and making the right choices. Here's a demonstration. Now, I can't turn it dark on this video because then you won't be able to see me. It would be a bit boring. But I have brought my trusty blindfold, 
which I'm going to put on now. And I'm going to do something in the dark that I really should do in the light. Don't try this at home, kids. Or adults. Very simple. So here we are. It's completely dark. I can't see what I'm doing. Um, and I'm going to put on some moisturiser because it's been really nice and hot lately. And, and, but I've got quite dry skin. So um, here's my moisturiser. Oh. Oh, except I found two tubes of moisturiser. I thought I just had one, but um, I seem to have two. That's good. Uh, but which one should you think I should use? This one? Or this one? Mm, I don't know. All right, I'm going to use this one because uh, this looks okay. So um, let's get some. Oh, got a lovely nice, uh, nice moisturiser on and um, just rub it in. Yeah. Oh. That is so much better. Now, as she's that. rubbing it in, you can't see, yeah, but she's actually put on black acrylic paint. Oh, no, I am not happy with the choice I made in the dark. I couldn't see. That was no moisturiser. That was paint. Oh, dear. Just like I needed the light to make the right choice. When we listen to what Jesus says and we see what he did, we can see what is the right choices to make in our lives. Choices that will help us to stay safe. Choices that will mean that we don't hurt ourselves or do really silly things like this. Because God knows what's best for us because he loves us, he's told us through Jesus the best ways to live our life. And he's told us the way to be forgiven for all our sins so that we can live right with him. You can read about what Jesus said and did in the Gospels. Now, I don't know about you, but I really like to make a picture. So this is your challenge for next week. See if you can make a picture in the dark and the light just to show how different they can be. Here's a lovely picture of a flower that I made earlier. Very nice, I hope you'd agree. That's and a very good if you flower want to do that Sarah's sort of painted. Thing, get yourself a few colours and draw yourself a picture, something nice and simple. But then your challenge is to draw it in the dark. I did this in my bathroom with the same colours. Oh dear, mm, the one that Sarah did great, in the dark it? didn't look very brown, good at all. But I seem to have missed the green and it's all gone a bit wrong. Why not send in the pictures that you've done in the light and the dark? And remember, we need the light and we need Jesus to be the light in our lives. Bye. I'll have to wash my hands. Thanks, Sarah. It looks as if she's got black paint everywhere. I wouldn't like to be the one to actually clear that up. So, community kids, don't forget, send in your pictures to us, either via email or through WhatsApp. We'd love to see what kind of things you've drawn out or you've painted, both in the light, when you can see what you're doing, but also when you're in the dark, when you can't see what you're doing. You know, we need to choose to believe in and follow the light of the world. Let me remind you of three of the verses that we had read to us a little bit earlier. Verse 21. Once more Jesus said to them, I'm going away and you will look for me and you will die in your sin. Where I go, you cannot come. But he continued, you are from below, I am from above. You are of this world, I am not of this world. I told you that you would die in your sins if you do not believe that I am the one I claim to be. You will indeed die in your sins. Kind of heavy words. When Jesus says he's going away, he means that he's going to die and then be raised to life again before he returns to Father God. What he declares here is a warning. Rejection of the light of the world means that we'll be away from God forever. As with us, it's not God's fault if actually we're the ones who end up choosing to reject him. But Jesus offers you and me hope. Hope comes through faith. There was a man who was born blind in the next chapter, in John chapter 9, that you can read about later. 
And after his having had this incredible encounter with Jesus, we read in verse 38, he says, Lord, I believe light makes a difference. I wonder if you've ever got engrossed in reading a book and it's got quite late at night. And as you've got engrossed in that book that you read it, you've not really uh, become accustomed to the fact that in and around you, it seems really, really dark. And then someone bursts into the room and they instinctively just switch on the light because they can't see a thing. You suddenly realise how dark it's been before. Maybe you find your eyes squinting because of the sheer brightness of the light. That contrast is a picture of what it's like when someone previously unaware of the dark they were in suddenly becomes aware of the light of Jesus. Some of you right now may well feel that you've got a decision to make. Now only you can make that decision. Forget everybody else, but that decision will not go away. Now, if you're already a believer, Jesus' teaching is still of relevance to you. Because as believers, we should, of course, be pointing the way to God. Light makes all the difference, and so should we. For at one time you were in darkness, but now you are in the light of the Lord. Walk, therefore, as children of light. That's what one church was told. The church was Uh, Ephesus, I mean, we can read that in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8. That's why Jesus in Matthew chapter 5 says these words when he tells his followers, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but rather on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before people that they might see your good works. You know, that builds also on the prophecy that was spoken through Isaiah about the purpose for God's people. In chapter 49, verse 6, we read there that God is saying to his people, I will make you as a light for the nations, that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. Let's consider how we're doing in that regard. But now, I'm going to pause for a bit of poetry. This is one of our members, Chris Llewellyn. She's written this, and this is her reading, her own poem. Chris. Gentle Jesus, gentle Jesus, meek and mild, words I prayed when just a child. The years passed and I older grew. I forgot to pray those words to you. Then I lost a beloved gift, my husband dearly loved. And as I wept for him, I heard a voice from heaven above. You need to get on your knees and urgently you must pray. For travelling across the globe, I heard him clearly say, A pestilence is on the prowl. Many will perish along its way. I hear the bereaved and stricken howl. But listen when I say, I will never leave you or forsake you. My heavenly promise to you I give. For this must be a lesson learned to show you the right way to live, to love and forgive one another, to believe in me and pray. Gentle Jesus, meek and mild, you know the words to say. Amen. The sun comes up, a new day's dawning. Those are the words that are in this next song, 10,000 reasons. I'm sure there are loads more reasons why we should worship God, and we're going to do that together now. So sing your hearts out. Song again, whatever. 
character that appears on the screen nice quietly tapping away on his computer then it suddenly goes absolutely nuts
<laughs> and then he returns to his computer keyboard. Of course, you can say hi. Why not this week? Pick up the phone to actually chat to someone that you've not spoken to for a while. Our thanks to uh, Lee, who's edited that broadcast that you've listened to. I uh, hope that you've enjoyed listening to this audio and that you pass it on to a family member or friend before returning it. And trust that any questions that you've got, you get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Or if, if, if maybe you've got a good news story to share or an answer to prayer, please do get in touch. God bless.